Hello and welcome back to Daydream Believers. I'm Elle. And I'm Elle. We're a podcast that talks about music, mindset and mental health. Yes, we are. I am a life coach who loves to listen to music made prior to the 2010s. And I'm a stay-at-home mom who loves me some rock music. Mm. But Elle might also add that I dabble. Do you dabble? I dabble into other things as well. Mm. Sometimes I like something new. Nothing, nothing. I don't know what's going on over there. I don't know what's happening with my voice. I'm struggling to bring it back down. Bring it back okay. down. We're all right, guys. I like it. I don't know what happened to me there. <laughs> Elle, how are you going? I'm going well. I like the change of scenery today. Yes, yes, yes. We are filming at your house, which is lovely. Is it though? I think it's not. It's all right. I feel, I don't know if you get this and I assume you don't because you were such a nurturing person, but (sighs) when people come to my house, even growing up when people like my friends stayed at my house, I felt this like feeling of like, I I, I don't know how to do the nurturing things. Like it's my turn to ask the questions and to do the offerings and Uh, all that jazz. To be the host. The host, that's the word. Ah, said host. Yes, 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 yes. Look. I don't know if I've always been that person either. I, mm. I am now. I've very much become that because being a mum helps. Oh, yeah, definitely would. Because you obviously you have to literally nurture someone into being an adult. Terrifying. but Absolutely amazing, yeah. terrifying. A beautiful experience, though. But wonderful, but terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. I, I guess there is a part of me that's always liked to take care of people. Hmm. I definitely can see that. Mm. Even when we were younger, I can, you always had that nurturing vibe. Even though really? I was the older cousin, I felt like I was the younger cousin. Though I felt like that with many cousins. Even my 10-year-old cousins now, I feel that way. But, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but I definitely felt you were like taking care of me. You were like that little adult out of all the children. You know? Oh, I've always been like that. Mm. I have always been like that. The one that seemed a little bit older for whatever reason. Yeah. And I feel it, Elle. Oh, God, I feel it. Hey. <laughs> I feel like inside me there's a 70-year-old lady. <laughs> hey, it's an attractive 70-year-old lady. Oh, shucks. shucks. Hey, you, you're making me say shucks. Are you making me blush. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I don't know what it is. Whenever I'm in that position where I'm the one to host, I just don't have – don't get me wrong. I'm nurturing in other ways. Like I, I am – I'm nurturing when I need to be in terms of – I validate people. Right. But – when it comes to me hosting or thinking about offering people a drink when they walk through mm. my door or opening the door for them or even greeting someone at the front door, I don't know how to greet people sometimes. You know what it is? I think it takes a, just a little bit of time. Yeah. You give yourself a little bit of grace. Don't forget the last how many years no one's come over. Good point. Good no point. No one's come over. This has been an ongoing thing for Pretty much forever, but yes, just blame COVID. I'm gonna, like, I'm like gonna use the COVID else. card. But <laughs> even yeah, even growing up, I I think it's something I've definitely noticed is not just me in my family. It is definitely something my mum and my sister do as well. So maybe it's just how I was brought up. Where maybe, I, maybe. as I was being nurtured, I was being nurtured to not be nurtured, <laughs> like to not be interesting. You know what I mean? Like when yes. I always had friends coming over to my house, I just uh, mm. my mum, I guess, offered them food, but like yeah. I just never thought to do that. Well, that's really interesting because I came up in a house where my mum was extremely nurturing. Oh, definitely nurturing. Extremely. I mean, you'd come over and she'd be like, I'm going to cook for you. And she'd be cooking all these meals and they're all fantastic. And you had Mm. everything. That's how she was. So I've very much become that person as well. I love 
to cook food for people and them tell me that it's a really nice meal, it gets me. It gets in my bones. I feel it. It's a good feeling. I see that. I feel like I think that might be why because I have no satisfaction in cooking, in doing domestic things. So I feel like I've just put that in the same category and I'm like, nah, I'm just going to – I like being the – the person that doesn't have to think when they spend time with someone. Oh, yeah. No, I get you. I, I was actually on my way to your house. I was actually saying to my dad because I was on the phone to him. I was like, Dad, it's nice that I'm not going to be the person that offers coffees or offers food for a change. I'm going to like it. I'm going to enjoy it. Mm. And Elle, I got to tell you, I'm enjoying it. I'm glad. Mm. I'm I'm practicing being domesticated practice on me Elle. i have been i have offer been. me coffees make me food i did oh yeah <laughs> making food part <laughs> like i don't doubt that i can do it i know i, I can and i've can. definitely done it before yeah but i just have no joy from doing it so i'm like mm, yeah hey some people do some people don't that's the beauty of life Elle. as time passes i'm sure that like i'll have an interest in it one day oh yeah i mean and you also don't have to as well. Yeah, exactly. I think that's, you also yeah. really don't have to. Honestly, just keep a packet of biscuits in your cupboard. That's what I've learned. Because if someone rocks up unannounced or they call you <laughs> in five minutes and they're like, I'm going to be at your house, you're like, shit, at least you have something to offer. Good point. Unless I come to your house and eat all the biscuits before they come that's over. That's well. very – I think I've gone through biscuit after biscuit packet at your place. I'm buying a packet of biscuits every week. My husband's like – why you keep buying biscuits? I'm like, Elle keeps eating them all. <laughs> I'm sorry. What do you want me to do between Elle and James? Ah! Mainly Elle. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, well. Shall we get on to the formalities? Yes, we Aye, the formalities. What we like to do on this podcast is tell you what was number one in music history this week. Ooh, what was? Well, I've got some doozies. 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 In 1980, Funky Town by Lips Inc. was number one. Ooh. Can I just say, I didn't know that this version was the original. I I thought the Pseudo Echo one was. I love the Pseudo Echo version. I'm not going to lie. I love that version. They've done it really, really well. Uh, But I I do love this one too. I much prefer the Pseudo Echo version. Mm. Time that's right for me. (laughs) Love it. You nailed it, though, because you, I love how he has that sound while he's sing- singing that song. It's very, very – it's breathy. I dig it. It's very breathy. Yeah. Very breathy. <laughs> In 1990, Vogue by Madonna was number one. Vogue. Vogue. I really like this song. Me too. I really like it. And it's most notably in Devil Wears Prada. Ah, yes. Yes. That's where I really, really know it from. Really? I think of In Will and Grace when Jack, they just vogue sometimes. Like, Will and yeah. Jack just, like, sit there voguing. Yeah. As in doing that thing with their hands. Voguing. Voguing. <laughs> yeah. I really, I just Is like the song to- in the show? I'm pretty sure it's just there in the background, but they talk about voguing all the time, so I just think about voguing. Oh. I'm not going to lie. I've, in my I've, head. I've never heard of the term voguing. What? I've never heard of Do it. You know and I've watched about? Will and Grace. Yeah, you're like, well, yeah. Like that, but I've never heard them say, let's Vogue. There's an episode, I'll find it. Okay. <laughs> There's definitely an episode. In 2016, One Dance by Drake featuring Wizkid and Kyla. You sounded so confused as you read the whole thing out. <laughs> Tell me what song it is, Elle. I dare you. <laughs> Sing it for me. I don't know what. I'm proud. <laughs> 
See, I told you, seven-year-old lady. I told you. You knew the song. I knew the song, but oh, I need my glasses, though. I need them on the tip of my nose being like, oh, one dance, my whiz kid. <laughs> It's a good song though. I really enjoy it. It's a catchy song. It's a catchy song. I went to the Drake concert with a friend a few years back, and I, I'm, I sometimes forget that I went there. Like, but I, I never knew you went to a Drake concert. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. When I was in high school, I was very into that kind of music, and I loved his older stuff. So Mm -hmm. I was like, you know what? I do like. I enjoy. I dabble into some Drake. Ah, you dabble. Dabble into some Drake. Yeah. I have never really listened to his music. It's, it's, it's not for me. It's not my cup of tea, but I really enjoyed it when he hosted SNL. Cool. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. Nice. I really enjoyed it. What we also like to do on this podcast is tell you who you share a birthday with. Now, if you're born on the 5th of November, you share a birthday with Brian Adams. Mm. Everything I do, whoa, I do it for you. Such a sweetie. Thanks, Elle. Oh, I was talking about Brian Adams. But- <laughs> But he is he's such a sweetheart. Oh, what a voice. What a voice. I love the song that he does. Uh, uh, is it called Heaven? Oh, baby, you're all that I want. Damn, he has some good songs. Great songs. Mm. Great songs. I love his songs. I was actually thinking about him in the car the other day. Mm. Something about his voice in particular is very comforting. I have a list of things, like a notes list on my phone of things that make me feel nostalgic slash comforting, and his voice is on the list. It's funny you say that because this is an 80s episode, Mm -hmm. and I was just thinking before that 80s songs to me are very comforting. They are so comforting. Super comforting. I really like 80s songs. Me too. There's something Love really the that touches the heartstrings for me. Touches the heart. Yes. Total eclipse of the heart. That All was right. poorly done by us. <laughs> I thought it was great. <laughs> All right. If you didn't catch it from the title or from what we were just talking about, we'll be talking about 80s songs today, our favorite 80s songs. Yeah. So we will be splitting this episode into two parts. So this is going to be part one. We're going to be mentioning four songs. Each. Each, of course. Because if we're doing top eights of the 80s, that's just 16 songs we're spitballing at you. That's a lot of songs. That's a lot of songs. Yeah, we're thinking about you here, you know? We're thinking about you guys. Mm -hmm. You guys. Before we get to that, we're going to go on a quick break. Mm -hmm. But I just want to mention some quick things first. Please follow us on whatever platform you use to listen to us, especially if you're new. Hello. Welcome. Hello. And tell your friends. Tell your friends about us. Yes. Hello. We welcome everyone here. Please join us. Uh, Daydream Believers Podcast Inc. Tell them. There's these two yeah. awkward girls. They talk about music. 170? Yeah. I don't really understand. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, give it a listen. Yeah, that's what you say. Yeah, that's it. Just give it a listen. We have a QR code, which yeah. means nothing to you. But... Um, <laughs> We had this plan a few months ago to just go everywhere and show people the QR code. Yes. Like a little Nikki, like, get in the flask. But like, <laughs> get in the flask. <laughs> oh, but we have not showed anyone that QR code as of yet. No as need, of no yet. need. Because you guys are uh, telling your friends. Because you guys friends. are doing it for us. You're telling Thank your you. friends, yeah. <laughs> I also want to mention something called Buy Me a Coffee Now, what that is. It's a website that I will leave in the episode description, but if you click on said website... You can donate the cost of a cup of coffee to us who go towards the show to bring better quality episodes. But again, guys, you don't have to do it. 
It's not a request. It's a demand. <laughs> we'll be right back, guys. We are back to talk about the 80s, baby. Yes, we are. We love us some 80s here at Daydream Believers. I think I've always been a major fan of 80s era yep. in general. Yep, me too. Yeah. Good times. Good times. It was very difficult to find four songs to talk about today. Like I to narrow it down, yeah. I it, I found it surprisingly easy. I picked about 15 songs because mm-hmm. ultimately we had to find eight. Yeah. 15 and then I just found a reason to chuck some of them out. I get what you mean. I, I found reasons. I was like, okay, I really, really love this song, but I know I'm going to mention it in another yep countdown we eventually do. It was almost like ripping off a bandit. I'm like, it's fine. We'll just get rid just of this. Just do one. it. Just get rid of this. And then how did you I feel like after? 35. I had to knuckle down. To- Honestly, I'm still a bit iffy on my choices, but I've, I'm just going to go with them. The key was to me, once I found about 15, I stopped looking. I couldn't. I you know, knew I was missing something. And even now, I trust feel like that I'm you did it. Something. You're just going to have to trust that you did it. I know. Yeah. I know. Mm-hmm. Who would like to go first? You can. All right. This first song is one of my favorite songs of all time. Ooh. One of my favorite songs of all time. I want to, I want to emphasize that note. Mm. It is a song that gets me grooving. Ooh. And I love it. I love it. It is Out of Touch by Hall and Oates. <gasps> oh, I, you do groove to this. I love this song. You're out of touch. I'm out of time. time. <laughs> I love this song. It was one of the songs that when I was prepping my wedding and we met with the DJ, I was like, I don't care what songs you play. Just make sure you play Out of Touch by Hall and Oates. It's mm. my favorite song. One of. Shouldn't say favorite. One of my favorite songs. Wow. So it's funny where I first heard it. Have you heard of a game called Grand Theft Auto? Oh, yes. Who hasn't? Anyway, I was playing Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Mm. And when you are driving in the car and you used to just drive around, that's what I used to do. I used to just drive around. Go for a cruise. It played Hall of Notes out Uh, of touch. That makes sense because I I didn't play myself, but my sister, she wouldn't let me play with her. But um, (laughs) she was quite obsessed and – I loved their radio of the yep. cars. They yep. had some good tunes. That was one of the songs that they had and I remember obsessing over, but I was so young. Like it wasn't – we didn't have iPods back then or, yeah. you know, like we had CDs, but I never knew what it was to go and get the CD. Yeah. And then once I was able to discover my own music, I had this little crappy MP3 player. Mm. I discovered Out of Touch and I have not stopped listening to it since. I love when that happens with music. Love it. Love mm. it. It's a song that I just can't get sick of. Yeah. Just can't do it. It really is a catchy song. You know what? It's something about Hall Notes. I love Hall's voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is its ultimate comfort voice for me. It's almost like Greg from the Wiggles. I can't, I can't describe it. I get what you're saying. Yes. Yes. It is a very specific voice. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Love the song. Good choice. Thank you. Amazing choice. Thank you. My first song mm-hmm. uh, is Betty Davis Eyes by Kim Khan. She's got Betty Davis Eyes. Yeah. I, that song. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Her voice as well. It really yeah. just, you can feel like the grit. Yeah. As she's singing. And it, this, as I remember, I always knew that song, but there was someone, I don't remember his name. I think it started with a D, but he sung his own rendition of it as an X Factor audition. Oh. And it yeah. was a really slow version of the song that was really kind of quiet and pulled apart the song. And I was like, wow, I'm feeling this in a whole different way. I want to go back and listen to the original. And 
I listen to this song like every week. It just puts me in a really like grounded mood. Yeah. I don't know how else to describe it. Yeah. The song in general, just the background music and everything like that, it just moves me. The meaning of the song, it's not something I listen to for the meaning of the song, but it's similar to Easy Lover and Man Eater, yep. where it's about like a woman with Betty Davis eyes mm-hmm. and she kind of reels you in and then she rolls you like you were dice. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I so, get yeah. what you mean. Yeah. So I, I, I enjoyed the song. I really, yeah. really just love the way she sings it. I've heard that song so many times, but you need something to make you hear a song differently. Yeah. Uh, and I love that. I love that you've when you hear a song, you know it, you sing along to it, but something happens that all of a sudden – it speaks differently to you. So true. Love it when that happens. Me too. It's happened to a lot of songs in the last few years for me that I everyday songs that like, like always been number ones and I'm like, oh, wow, I understand yeah. why it was so big. It's a good one. What's next for you? My next song is, again, one of my favorite songs ever. That's a running theme for the 80s music because I love 80s. Nice. Love 80s songs. Okay. Rosanna by Toto. Oh, yeah. Rosanna. I love this song so much, Oh, The amount of hours I have dedicated to listening to this song, I mm. cannot actually tell you. It's a good song. Toto in general, I was thinking about adding them in and I'm like, oh, I feel like Elle will have it. I feel like she'll have yeah, it, so it's all good. You know the song. You know I love this song. Yeah. We did discuss it on Brock's episode. We did. Oh, And Brock. how great Toto is. Yes. Oh, Brock, we should have him back soon. Yes. So it's actually about a high school love. Ooh. But David Page, who wrote the song, mm-hmm. actually named it after the keyboard's girlfriend, who was actress Rosanna Arquette. Ooh, yes. Arquette? Like like David Arquette? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I don't know. I, I love don't David know. Arquette. But I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah, that's that cool. It was about his high school love, but he named it after that actress. Rosanna. Maybe the song just matched the Yeah, you know, I think name that's what more. it was. I think that's what it was. Can you imagine but... he changed it before and he was just like, Darlena, Darlena. Like some other Or, or just some like real generic Karen, thing. Like, no Karen. Karen. <laughs> no Karen. <laughs> no, it just wouldn't have worked. Rosanna's the right name. Uh, Rosanna, Rosanna. Anyway, I love this song. Elle, did you know that the lead singer of Toto – yeah. His name is Joseph Williams. Mm. He is the son of composer John Williams, mm. mm-hmm. who, if you don't know, created, I don't know, the Star Wars I was about themes, to say, yeah. some Harry Potter themes, just to name a couple. So cool. When I found that out, I freaked out. So interesting. To create, like to be a composer, mm. that is an art. Oh, yeah. An art form. Yes. Especially on the Star Wars. Yeah, it's only some of the biggest scores of all time. Exactly. Movie scores need more love. They do. They need more love. Anyway, that's why I love Rosanna by Toto. Not because he's the son of John Williams, but I had to throw it in there. I've been dying to throw that fact in there since we started the podcast. Nice. Thanks, Elle. It's a good fact. Yes. My second song is If You Leave by Orchestral Maneuvers in the Dark. Yes. Mm. Yes. I had to put a song which summed up 80s for me as someone that didn't live in the 80s. Yep. And that is a song from a John Hughes movie. So this song is the theme song of Pretty in Pink, Mm. which apparently they had written another song for this movie. So the band 
wrote a different song for the movie because it was meant to have a different ending where she was Molly Ringwald, the main character, was mm-hmm. meant to end up with Ducky, which is oh. the brother from uh, the Charlie Sheen show. What is it called? Two and a Half Men. Uh, oh, what's his name? John John Cryer. Yeah, I think that's the name. I just think of Alan. But yes, yes. from <laughs> John Cryer. Yeah. But yeah, and so because he, she didn't end up with Ducky, hmm. they had to actually yeah, – Ducky? <laughs> I'm Ducky! <laughs> um, but because she didn't end up with him, they actually had to at the last minute switch the song and rewrite it. Yeah. But they had to rewrite it in the same tempo as Simple Minds, Don't You Forget About Me, because that's in the part of the movie where it plays – they're at the prom, yeah, and that's the song that they actually played while they were recording, so they needed it to be the same tempo. Oh! Yes, but something I have noticed as well as a lot of people on the internet is that even though the song matches that tempo, the editors of the movie didn't edit it correctly, and so everyone is dancing out of tempo at that prom. Oi. So it still it like didn't matter after all. Yeah. Either. But I just found that a really interesting background story to the song. Love a good background story. Yeah, and I love the song. I really enjoy the song. It's a great song. song. It is. It's a really – anything that reminds me of a John Hughes movie just makes yep. me feel so at home. Yep. Yeah. It's a comfort for you. It's also yeah. nostalgic. You've watched John Hughes movies my whole life. Your really. whole life. My dad is so. obsessed with them, so I always yeah. watch them. Yeah. Yeah. L. My next song, L, is Never Too Much by Luther Vandross. Ooh. Familiarize me. Uh, you will know this song as the song that you danced to as my bridesmaid at my wedding. Ah. Oh. So my wedding song is an Elvis song, Can't Help Falling in Love. Mm-hmm. And then once my husband and I did our first dance, this song came on and all the bridal party joined us on the dance floor. Too much, never too much, never oh, too much. Oh, yes. I do know this song. So Luther Vandross i got to say it. i got to put it out there. He has one of the best voices in the world. You've heard it yeah. here first, folks. He has the one of the best voices I've ever personally heard. Not personally. I wasn't there. Yes, but wasn't there I wasn't there. I highly suggest anyone, anyone, if you need a good love song, Never Too Much is a really nice upbeat one. It's just pretty much saying how you're never too much for me. Your your love is never too much. One of the lines is, a thousand kisses from you is never enough. It's a really sweet song. And my husband and I, we really enjoy this song together. We sing it to each other all the time. It is such a wonderful song. And I highly recommend if you feel like getting teary-eyed, which sometimes I do, Look up on YouTube a video clip of Luther Vandross not being able to be at an award show to accept an award. Mm. So he sent a video in and he was pretty sick. Yeah. Um, and he sings for the crowd, but you can tell he's really unwell. Aww. And not long after that award show, he dies. Highly suggest you look up that YouTube video and you watch it. You will be in all the feels. Well, that's really – oh, I want to go do that now. Oh, oh. He he is gorgeous. His version of Endless Love with Mariah Carey, oh. to me, superior. Ah. Yes. Superior. That is a very good song as well. Wow. That's a very good song. Anyway, I just went on a rant about Luther Vandross, but I feel like he he's not spoken about it. I agree because when you mentioned the song, I was like, I know that song. Yeah. But I didn't know the song by title or by artist name, and yeah. I was like, oh, why don't I know that? And he's got such a friendly face. you got to watch oh, the music video. I really video. need to. Because that is a really – so friendly. That's a song that I surprisingly hear often as well. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a shame that – well, at least in my circle of being a 20-something-year-old, I yeah. don't hear about Well, him. I didn't know about him until my husband showed me him. Mm, definitely something to look into more. Mm-hmm. Love that. For my third song, Yeesh. 
This is probably one of my favorite songs. I'm going to say one of my, my top songs. It's a song, even when I was younger and I listened to it, I really enjoyed. Yep. It's Don't Dream It's Over by Crowded House. How's that going? Don't dream it's over. Of course. Yes. Hey now. Hey now. Hey now. Oh, yeah. That's a great song. So the song is just so good. And especially like the hey now, hey now. That part I remember as a little kid really enjoying that being like, oh, it's a part of a song I can sing along to. Can yeah. I just say where I know this song a lot? Oh, yes. It was a song that used to play a lot when the school bell rang. Oh. Did it ever play for you? We went to different schools, but I remember running across the, the basketball court and hearing this song. Hey now, hey now. I feel like that, that yes. sounds like I can imagine it in that time. Yes. Wow. Yes. No, Sorry I, to interrupt you. No, that, that's not an interruption. That's a good interruption. Yes. You're bringing back like what other songs played in that time? Not only that song, but the song that's like something symphony. Oh, Bittersweet Symphony. Bittersweet Such Symphony. Such a good song. Oh, that is a great song. Film clip. That is a song that always played when the school bell rang. Mm. I want to go to a primary school. Just, okay, I'm not going to yes. drive to a primary school just to Do sit it. outside and listen to some yes. songs, but I, I want to. Yes, that, those two songs are the ones that stick out to me that always played when the school bell rang. For me, that Hey Now, Hey Now, hey now part, I was trying to find this song for ages, yep. right? And I always got it confused with Life in a Northern Town, which is the song that goes, Hey, mum, 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 mum. Oh, yeah? okay, yeah. For years, I was try- I kept getting confused between these two songs. And I'm yeah. like, I love them both. But when I was trying to find them as an, like a teenager, I was like, I can't yeah. work out which one is which. Point is, love this song, love Crowded so House. It's a great song. Great song. It's interesting because Neil Finn, which is the singer and songwriter of the song, he's also, I believe, in Fleetwood Mac now, or he was in Fleetwood Mac at one point. Yeah. He is an incredible songwriter. Paul McCartney himself has actually said that he wishes he could write songs like Neil Finn. What a compliment, Wow. I say. Like, wow, if I was Neil what Finn. What a compliment. Yeah. I would die if, I know. if Paul McCartney ever said that about me. I know. Because it would probably be the same way back yeah. and forth. It's like, I. Yeah. This song in particular, it feels like I'm on a journey or I'm on like a train or looking at scenery when I'm listening to the song, even when I'm just in my room, in my bed. Hey, everyone. What is holding you back from achieving your fitness and nutrition goals? Is it time, stress, confidence, lack of motivation, or maybe you're just sick of dieting? Do you feel defeated and discouraged because you're not where you want to be with your nutrition and fitness? If you're done being frustrated and discouraged with your lack of success, check out the Power of Progress podcast, where we talk about how to change your fitness and nutrition using the principles of mindset, motion, and momentum. We take a deep dive into what makes you tick and how to overcome all of your obstacles, physical and mental. Our goal is to change your health from a chore to a lifestyle. Wow. Yes. Do you know yes. what I'm saying? Yeah. Yes. It, it is like a life narrating song. Yeah. It feels like you can just think about everything in your life while this song is playing in yep. the background. And it's really, really comforting in, in its own way. The song itself, mm. in terms of the meaning of the song and things, I think it's up for interpretation how you want to look at it. Yep. But there's a part particularly in the song that says, now I'm towing my car, there's a hole in the roof. My possessions are causing me suspicion, but there's no proof. Mm-hmm. And so it's sort of, to me, that sounds like you're not feeling the best and you're kind of wanting a sign to kind of prove even further that like, okay, I'm right about this. This Like I'm meant to give up on this certain part of my yeah. life. 
it just makes me think about how many times that we look to external things. Oh, it's raining and like it's leaking in my car. That means this had to happen on this day because this meant this. Giving meaning to things that don't actually have meaning and using them to prove facts. Okay. Do you know what I mean? So I know for me, that's something that I used to do quite a bit where I would give meaning to things that probably were not even related at all. Yeah. And this part of the song, it's just interesting to me that when I was looking through this online, a lot of people were saying that when it comes to these the song lyrics, they relate it quite literally with having hope towards being with this person that you love or having hope towards something else happening in life and feeling as though you're trying to build a group of facts towards like taking action on that hmm. or letting go of that and you decide that, okay, because there's a hole in my roof today and because it's raining today, that means I'm not going to do this. Yeah. But not realizing like they're not related and you can actually make the choice within yourself. You don't yeah. need to look to external sources. And I just found that interesting. But don't listen to the song for the lyrics. I listen to it just because I enjoy the fucking song. <laughs> the music, man. Music, music dude. Uh, it's exactly what we were saying before, how you can think of a song one way, but you just need a different perspective on it, and all of a sudden it's a brand new song. Yeah. Literally, as I was looking through the lyrics the other day, I was like, wow, if you sit and listen to the lyrics of any song, realize like, oh, the way I was crying or laughing or singing along to this song is not how it was intended probably. Yep. But it's all up to interpretation. That's why it's like a global passion. Yep. I think, anyway. Fucking music. Fucking Beautiful music. Stuff. It's the beast. It's yes, the beast. All right. My last song of this episode is, again, one of my favorite songs of all time. Mm. I love this song. I don't know what it is. I just love it. Similar, like how we were just saying, and we've said a few times in this episode now, this is a song that I heard over and over again. But then – one day it just hit different. Mm-hmm. No reason. No reason. I just loved it all of a sudden. Yeah. And it was became a favorite. Matter of Trust by Billy Joel. Ah, I was going to add Billy Joel as well, but then I didn't. I'm glad you did. I love this song. I went from someone who was like, I'm not a huge fan of Billy Joel. I swear I said that a few years ago. Yeah. To someone who adores him and adores his songs. And I effing love this song you do love this song i remember when we first started the podcast this is all you were talking about i love the song yeah I love song. yeah it's a good song it. it's a great song it's so good it is so good and the meaning behind it is really nice as well mm. it's pretty much saying when you're in a relationship once the passion subsides yeah the honeymoon phase is over it's just a matter of trust oh that's what keeps the relationship going i really like that it is Really good. It's only just a matter of trust. Very cool. I'm so good. It's actually really nice. The song is fantastic. It's like makes you want to bob your head. Bob your head really hard, but not like rock bobbing your head. Like, yeah, I can't describe it. Like a groovy kind of, yeah. yeah. It is so good. It is one of my favorite songs. I love Billy Joel. Bless that man's heart. He's a sweetie. Yep. Definitely a sweetie. There's some male artists in the 80s that I just look at as sweeties. Yep. Brian Adams, we got him. There's yep. lots of them. Yep. They're all just little sweethearts. They just seem like it. They well, just they seem, seem like it. We've like never it. met them. But if you want to come on the podcast, Billy Joel, hey, please. Billy Joel, I'll send you an email. <laughs> <laughs> okay, expect an email if you're listening. <laughs> if you're listening, please. <laughs> please. Please. <laughs> please. No, that's a really nice song. I'm, I'm glad you, you put some Billy Joel in there yep. because – he de- he deserves to be in the in yes, this list. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. Definitely. My final song is a song that 
is probably one of my favorite songs ever as well. It's a song that just makes me feel like myself. Yep. And I couldn't do this countdown without mentioning it, even though there are probably some different songs out there that could have made the cut. Yep. But it just felt wrong to not include this one. It's Video Killed the Radio Star by The Buggles. That is – I get goosebumps with that song. Yeah. I don't know what it is. It Firstly, it was the first song to ever be on MTV, which yep. is – freaking cool and huge and yeah because for me video clip like music videos were my whole life yep so to be able to know that like one of my favorite songs started that really like Mm -hmm. started that trend is so exciting to me a song i used to sing on sing star all the time a song that a duet on sing star for some stupid reason even though it's one person singing but (laughs) i would like sit there with two microphones and do both parts of it because i'm like i don't care if no one wants to sing this with me i'm gonna sing it alone (laughs) like little parts like that but it's just a song that i just enjoy a lot i really connect to it not because of the lyrics or anything like that but i just feel like it just takes me back to me being like seven years old listening to this song and loving it and then memories of me being from seven to 17 loving it and then to 27 now and loving it yeah and trevor horn the guy that actually wrote and recorded the song he was well he deemed himself as like a loser record producer before this song came out he didn't really he worked a fair bit but he never found a song that actually made it he was pretty unsuccessful like all the songs that came to him when he was record producing didn't really well they weren't the right sound they weren't the right song he could never take it to a point where it was like a big hit so he kind of got fed up with that and decided like you know what if i can't find a good artist and a good song then i'm going to become a good artist and write a good song and that's how this song became what it is and he did yeah and he did yeah, it's so cool. There's so many times in life that we can just get stuck by thinking that, okay, this is what my career is. This is what I'm, I'm made to do. And if it's not successful, it's not successful. I can't really do anything from here. But to take things into your own hands and be like, you know what? I've never become an artist before, but I'm going to become an artist now. Yeah. I'm going to make what I'm envisioning in my head. It's so cool. And I'm pretty sure he's in. he moved to be in the band Yes. Okay. Which yeah. like, owner of a lonely yeah. heart. Yeah, I think that's their song. But pretty cool i just i really enjoy the working at the backstory story of that song and i enjoy the song just because it's a bop that is really cool yeah i love it that is half of our eight songs of the 80s that is part one part one done dusted expect part two to come out within the next month looking forward to discussing those songs because i've again i've got some good songs waiting Oh, you do. If you do like these type of episodes, we do have a 70s episode that we did a month and a bit ago. So give that a listen. Yep. We also have a 60s and 50s episode, Mm. pretty much going through the same thing. They're great episodes. All of the songs that we mentioned will be in our Spotify playlist. So check that out. Please do. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. We really appreciate it. Please don't forget to follow us on all of our socials. And whatever listening app you choose to listen to us. Please do. It really helps us out. Yes, it does. Like we said before, tell a friend about us. Yep. It would really help us out. Oh, yeah. Yes, indeed. I do have a life coaching business. If you wanted to work with me on a one-on-one basis, you can reach me at EMT Coaching on Instagram. Yes, guys. And I also have another podcast called Three Tickets to. It is a movie podcast. I do it with my husband and my brother. It's a it's not bad, if I must say so myself, Elle. What about you? Pretty good. Yep, I put her on the spot every week. Make sure you tune in for future <laughs> episodes. So watch me put Elle on the spot every single week. All right, thank you so much, guys, for joining us. We'll see you next week. 
Ta-ta. Bye. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.